Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You know, there's a lot been said, written, and uh, commented on, on Bill 21 in, uh, in Quebec. The Quebec Religious Symbols Legislation, which bars uh, religious symbols being worn, and if you do, then you don't get service, from uh, many Quebec government agencies, or most Quebec government agencies. Tomorrow, that particular bill is going to be challenged in court. It starts to be challenged in court. And we're joined by one of the most respected civil rights lawyers in this country from Montreal, Julius Gray. Mr. Gray, good to have you back on the program. Are you directly involved in this case well, now, I'm today? Well, involved in representing some intervenants. And that's why I won't go into the details of what I will argue. It's still a month away or so. Uh, but I can certainly discuss the the issues uh, uh, behind uh, the, the challenge and, and, and the law. Yeah, please do. First of all, remind us what the law, in fact, does state and does demand and what the issues behind the case are. Well, the law uh, clearly states that certain types of uh, employees, uh, state employees or school board employees and so on, cannot wear religious signs at all and that other ones have to have their face uncovered. Uh, when giving or receiving services, uh, and that includes medical services. But the most, the principal part is the, the one about not wearing religious symbols. In other words, Quebec, which has never been happy with the Kirpan case and the Suka case and all the cases gra- granting reasonable accommodation, they have never, I think it's fair and objective statement, they've never been well received in Quebec, has now decided simply to say no more religious accommodation. So now you were the lawyer in the Kirpan case. Yes. And, in the, uh, case. and in the Suka case, the Amsterdam yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how is this particular legislation, Bill 21, how is it reverberating within the general population of Quebec? Uh, it appears to be quite popular. Uh, I mean, there is a divide in Quebec, and certainly I don't think popular uh, in uh, uh, the western part of Montreal. But unfortunately... It's not so much that Quebec is against more anti-religious than anyone else. I think there is an element of nationalism around it, and nationalism is popular not just in Quebec, but all over the world. You look at uh, what's happening in elections everywhere, and nationalists appear to have the upper hand, uh, at least in some places. Yeah. So what's the argument in court? The, the, the fundamental argument, not the one that you're going to bring, bring on behalf of the interveners, but what's the most basic argument that's going to be made in court against Bill 21, and how does the province respond? Well, the problem with what the province did is that it invoked the notwithstanding clause. It passed the law notwithstanding the charter. So they're claiming there's nothing to argue. The charter doesn't apply, and uh, therefore, uh, and it's very popular that way, and so that's it. Uh, it's not that simple. Uh, there are certain arguments. First of all, there is Section 28 of the Charter, which uh, says that all laws must apply equally to men and women, which is not subject to the notwithstanding clause, nor is um, Section uh, uh, 23. So uh, it's uh, possible that there are parts of the, 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 the discriminatory parts that are not covered by the notwithstanding clause. It's also arguable that the notwithstanding clause doesn't allow you to repudiate the Charter altogether and say there can be no... Um, uh, uh, no accommodations at all. Some of the uh, plaintiffs are arguing that because it's a prohibition with a penalty, you can't wear the sign, and if you do, you can't work, that it's criminal law. I think that may be uh, 
uh, very imaginative, but I can see the argument, and I think they will be making that one. But the whole difficulty is that Quebec uh, has really, you know, I can tell you, after the Kirpin case, uh, people would stop me, up, uh, stop me on the street say, how can you be in favor of a knife in school? After the Amsalom case, a little less so, but people still argued against uh, this. The unpopularity of accommodation in Quebec is what has got this government, after all, it's got the worst record in Canada on COVID and all sorts of things, but it's wildly popular because of these things, because of the nationalist side. Well, the Charest government passed legislation maybe 10 or 12 years ago, did it not, that was similar to this and had something over 80% approval, public approval in Quebec, and then when the rest of the country was tested in polling, it also came back with 83% approval. Am I correct? Uh, Yes, you're correct. And I think there are many people. You you see, there there are many people. That's a big percentage. 83% is huge, Mr. Gray. Yes, exactly. I myself am one of the people who are skeptical about multiculturalism. I don't think multiculturalism is the best ideology for any society where there is no no common culture. And I think it takes away from um, uh, solidarity and things like that. The problem is that when you attack jobs for the weakest, and the 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 the, the, the uh, uh, least protected people, for instance, Muslim women who wear a kerchief, um, uh, they're the ones who often want to be teachers uh, and uh, uh, daycare workers and so on. When you and 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 among the Sikhs, for instance, a, a career in police has often been a, a a one that people sought. When you prevent people from working, you don't integrate them, and so on. It's not the ideology of secularism that I object to. It's the uh, attack on individuals and their chances of employment and the, the, the undercurrent of nationalism. We are the ones to whom these jobs should go that I don't like. So so the case starts tomorrow in court. No doubt it'll go on for some considerable period a month, of time. A month. A, a month? You know, my, my uh, uh, small part in it is scheduled for December 2nd. Okay. So court decisions in Canada, elsewhere too, but court decisions for Canadian purposes, our purposes, set precedent. If the court upholds Bill 21, will that have national implications? Uh, not really, because uh, it would only uphold it because of the notwithstanding clause and the notwithstanding clause was not invoked by any of the others. So unless all governments then started legislating with the notwithstanding clause, it wouldn't uh, affect uh, accommodation, you know, Sikh uniforms uh, in the RCMP or or things of, of, of that sort. But it would uh, further increase, deepen the gulf uh, that between the Quebec way of doing things and the others, I mean, Quebec was impatient, and as you pointed out, the other places were not enamored of veils and things like that. But nobody did this except Quebec. Uh, it, it, it's a very different attitude, and one that I think doesn't take into account. While I have a lot of sympathy for Quebec in, in its opposition to multiculturalism, I nevertheless think it just doesn't take into account the rights of the individual, the fact that these people have to uh, have jobs, and the fact that attacking the weakest link in the chain is not the way to integrate or to uh, uh, get uh, a, a united, harmonious society. Has this driven this bill, this particular legislation, has it driven a real wedge into Quebec society? And either way the court rules, will, will it change anything? Well, yes, I think 
well, a wedge, I don't know, because it's always been there. The wedge was there when we got I suppose, yeah. And so on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's certainly, although across the country, it may well be that you'd get a majority against uh, veil. Uh, first of all, you have to make a distinction between a veil, a niqab, and a kerchief. I, I'm not sure that you'd get a majority against a kerchief uh, or against a kippah. But um, you, what you do have in Montreal, in the west part of Montreal, is a general opposition to the bill. And remember, the bill is being presented at the same time as the government is promising a tightening of the language law. So this government is, is unabashedly using nationalism as a way of maintaining its popularity. Uh, you know, it's in, a, in a democratic state, they can do so. Uh, but uh, it, it's not a... Nationalism is not a pleasant element anywhere in the world. Uh, Quebec is not the worst, far from it. But it still is something that is uh, uh, a little uh, uh, disturbing. Well, since you, you challenge the nationalism approach, and you have done it uh, many times in court, and successfully, and you talked about growing nationalism internationally, and yes, that, that is very much the case. Why do you suppose this is happening? Why is there this movement toward nationalism around the world? Well, you might not agree with me on this, because I know we don't always agree on economic questions, but I think the cause is neoliberalism. Mr. Thatcher and Reagan, who basically uh, savaged the welfare state to a large extent, left people, uh, many people, alone and without protection, and what they found was the only way uh, they could, thought they would have a voice is to barricade themselves behind ethnic lines. In other words, the solitude, the lack of general solidarity, has created a... Uh, um, tendency to uh, uh, maintain old types of uh, allegiances and to to consider yourself more something else than generally a member of the society. So I think nationalism is a natural answer to the loss of international solidarity, of of social justice, of uh, uh, things of that sort. And that's why I. I uh, uh, I, I, I don't find, uh, for instance, that the American um, uh, identity politicians are a real left. On the contrary, I think they're part of uh, the neoliberal, uh, natural part of the neoliberal revolution. In other words, uh, what I, I think the United States would, would start asking itself whether it should continue identity politics so-called left and so-called right, the groups that are uh, saying me, 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 my group, uh, instead of trying to get universal programs, universal Medicare, okay. universal social justice. I think the nationalism is the flip side of uh, the disaster caused by Mrs. Thatcher and Reagan. I think you and I have another show coming up. I'm sure we should. Uh, <laughs> I, th I think it's a very interesting topic. I think so, too. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.